This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Reynolds has turned the page to what's next by making it possible for you to retail anywhere. Discover your next chapter at reyrey.com slash me. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash me. Welcome to Daily Drive for Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show... VinFast cuts jobs in North America, including its U.S. CFO. Electrify America has a new CEO, and Honda expects its 2023 Accord to be a big sales booster. Plus, Gilchrist Auto Group President Charlie Gilchrist talks about hosting overseas auto dealers to show them how retail is done in the U.S. You you know, the, the one question they asked over and over was, what percent of the cars do you sell online? When they heard that number, They were kind of stunned. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Electric vehicle maker VinFast has cut about 80 jobs in North America. That includes its U.S. chief financial officer. The move raises questions about the health of the Vietnamese company ahead of a possible stock listing. People familiar with the situation tell Bloomberg News that VinFast U.S. CFO Rodney Haynes has left amid a restructuring of the business. They say the company is also cutting jobs in Canada. The carmaker's U.S. CEO, Yang Nguyen, has been reassigned to be deputy CEO of VinFast North America. Electrify America has tapped the charging company's infrastructure development and product planning chief as its next president and CEO. Robert Barossa will assume his new role on June 1st. Current president and CEO Giovanni Palazzo will become chairman of Electrify America's board and global senior vice president of charging and energy for parent company Volkswagen Group. Ford's engineering ranks may bear the brunt of additional job cuts the automaker has alluded to in the wake of disappointing earnings. That's judging from CEO Jim Farley's latest interview. Farley told Jason Stein on Sirius XM Radio's Cars and Culture that, quote, it takes us 25% more engineers to do the same work statements as our competitors. I can't afford to be 25% less efficient. Farley said last week that Ford missed out on about $2 billion in profits last year as a result of avoidable expenses and supply chain issues. He pledged to cut $2.5 billion in costs this year. He says job cuts are on the table. And Honda expects its 11th generation Accord to be a critical sales booster this year. Company officials say it will help get Honda back over a million sales in 2023. And they think it will also help them hold on to would-be EV buyers while it prepares to transition to a more electric lineup. Honda brand sales barely topped 880,000 last year. That's down from 1.3 million a year earlier. The automaker said the Accord will be critical in getting it back on track as it eyes a 25% sales lift this year. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, with these layoffs, do you think VinFast has grown too fast? You know, that's uh, been their hallmark, right? Is they're pushing so fast to get into this market, to grow globally, but really to you know reach the U.S. market. And they've had a, a lot of troubles. They've had a very confusing pricing approach. Uh, I think you know consumers have been puzzled by, and they've also had a lot of executive churn. So we'll see if they can get back on track. Gotcha. Coming up, NADA board member and auto dealer Charlie Gilchrist recently hosted a group of retailers from Australia, where the agency model is prevalent. 
We'll hear how that went next on Daily Drive. Reynolds & Reynolds recently announced a new logo and brand image to better reflect the company it is today and its vision for the future. Hear what Chris Walsh, president of Reynolds & Reynolds, has to say about Reynolds' rebrand and the next chapter. I think, you know, if you look back, it really started, you know, probably two years ago with a new leadership team in place and the decision to kind of look at how we can be a better company and how we can better serve our customers and how we can help them be more successful. But it's really accelerated the last, you know, 12 months. This is a commitment to a new kind of company in my eyes and a new way of kind of cohabitating in the industry, helping our customers be more successful. And, uh, you know, the marketing side of this is, I mean, it's certainly important to help to have a marketing organization that, you know, kind of takes your messages and makes them concise and, and impactful and, and broadcast that to the world. That's certainly a critical part you know, of what we're doing. But this is not a marketing program. This is, you know, a company-wide initiative you know, to better serve the industry and to, you know, help us get to the next chapter uh, in automotive. Visit rayray.com slash me to learn more about Reynolds' vision for the future and discover your next chapter. That's reyrey.com slash me. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. Late last month, 70 Australian dealers visited three Dallas-area dealerships to study how American retailers do business. The group is part of the Australian Automotive Dealer Association study tour and includes some of the country's largest dealers. Leading the tour was Charlie Gilchrist. He's the principal of Gilchrist Auto Group, a member of the National Automobile Dealers Association board, and NADA's former chairman. I caught up with Gilchrist recently at the NADA show in Dallas, Here's our conversation. Charlie Gilchrist, welcome to Daily Drive. Well, thank you. It's great to be in here. Especially right here where... This is my my hometown. Yeah. Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. God's country. God's country. And and these are your people. You were the chairman of the NADA just back in 2019. 2019, I was the chairman and uh, one of the most, you know, amazing years of my life. I actually got to travel worldwide not just united states but all over the world so it was pretty special and of course that was the last year before the world shut down march (laughs) i got to stay at home (laughs) first you got to travel everywhere and then you got to stay home yeah yeah. well uh as a result of your travels you met a lot of people and a lot of folks around the world got to know your name so when i asked you to be at our retail forum on thursday you said i'm sorry uh i can't do that i've got i'm hosting um 70-some Australian That's dealers. Right. How did that come about? Well, we uh, it came about because they, all the Australians came to Texas, right? And they remembered that I was from Texas, so they called me and they said, hey, we would love to come out and visit your dealerships. So that's what we did. We set up a, a tour of the dealerships. And then the Brazilian dealers found out. <laughs> and then the Indian dealers found out. So Wednesday... We had 35 or so Brazilian dealers and I think 10 or 15 Indian dealers come out. And then Thursday, we had 75 Australian dealers. Uh, and it was, it was, we actually had a Texas barbecue for lunch. Excellent. It was, it was Aussie day or Australian day in Australia. Oh. <laughs> and so, uh, but it was, it was a lot of fun. The, the, the dealers are very engaged there and, uh, you know, they're so engaged that they flew 15 hours to get here, and then they drive an hour from the convention center to Weatherford, Texas, to, to come out and visit and see us. 
So yeah, Dallas, you said it's sort of yeah, your hometown, right. but you're you're a bit away. Lay the land for us. You, you, you've got, I always think of you as a Ford dealer, yeah. but you have much more than a Ford so, store. Yeah, in Weatherford, Texas, that's the main store. My first store was a Ford store called Southwest Ford. And then I also have a Southwest Nissan and Southwest Volkswagen. Southwest Ford and Southwest Nissan are side by side. And Southwest Ford sits on 16 acres, so it's big. And, and they actually had never seen stores that big. And then the Nissan store sits next to it. So it was real easy to tour it. What we did is we we toured the store, but in every department, we would spend about 15 minutes, and our team would tell them what we do, how we do it, the technology we use, and they could answer, answer questions, and then they would, we would rotate around. And then we had the uh, barbecue dinner or lunch, and then we had another Q&A uh, time period after that. And then, of all things, I took 75 people to see my horse barn. <laughs> Can you believe that? Well, that's a that's a great thing yeah. to see when yeah. you're visiting yeah. Texas. That's right. But um, so, do they? You took them department by department. Yeah. Do they tend to organize their dealerships similarly? They do. Uh, the The issue that they have in Australia, in Brazil, is more the agency model issue where the OEM sells the cars direct and they deliver them. It's specifically with Honda and Mercedes in Australia. So that's a little bit of an issue. But the used cars parts and service side of it. It's very similar, and, and they really concentrate on parts and service because they're big dealers, and, you know, if you have that agency model, they really have little to do with selling a new car. They were very interested in used cars. Uh, the technology that we use, how, where do you buy your used cars at? How do you get them? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it was, it's interesting to talk to them and see what, they, what their thoughts are. But, for instance, in our Ford store, we sell enough new Fords that we really don't buy a lot. But they, they don't, so they have to go get them. How, where do you get them from? And what tools do you use to, to, to get them? And uh, so it was an interesting conversation. We're blessed to be in the United States of America. And with the business models that we have and the franchise laws that protect not only us, but our customers, uh, it, it's, it's, it's interesting when you see the other side of the story. What was their impression in terms of like the upstarts and the, the new entries, new entrants into the market? You, you know, the, the one question they asked over and over was, what percent of the cars do you sell online? And, you know, you, you hear about it all the time. You think it's 100 percent, 70 percent. You know, when we get real factual, we, we at our stores, it's about 10 percent. And you, we will deliver the car. You can buy it all online. But it's not that much of our business it's maybe 10 15 percent when they heard that number they were kind of stunned and i so i asked them well what percent do you sell and they said about the same so you know it's it's pretty amazing what they hear and what they perceive as we do one of the interesting conversations i had was one of the australian dealers and he was talking about the the best vehicles that he sold and he said they were chinese Really? And that, that's kind of surprised me because he, he has Nissan just like we have. And, and, uh, but, you know, it's the, the, they, they're not as concerned about Tesla, Lucid, Rivian, the EV companies like we are here. I thought that was interesting also. Yeah, that's interesting yeah. too. I, I'm glad you brought up yeah. the, the online shopping yeah. part. Um, were there differences in the types of questions that the Australians asked compared to the Brazilians or no, the Indians? No, it's, it's pretty amazing, the similarities. Are they also facing an agency model? The, yeah, the Brazilians are. And, and see, the, 
the interesting thing, and I don't remember, but when I was the NADA chairman, you remember GM, Mary Berry, come and spoke to the convention, and then that same evening, they announced they're pulling out of Australia. And so, you know, they've had Ford and GM pull out of Australia. Brazil had the same thing happen to them. Brazil, it's they're more interested in the commercial business, you know, because that they do more of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we do a pretty good commercial business. So, you know, we're blessed that we're kind of a well-rounded dealership operation where they kind of have bits and pieces. The other thing is we have more independently owned in smaller stores. Most of those are big stores in Brazil and in Australia also. They're, they're bigger groups that own them. Yeah, it takes, uh, you know, it takes a fair amount of capital yeah, to right. start a store. And in a lot of those developing economies, there are few enough people that have them, they right. go big. Right. I think it's usually yeah. the dynamic, that's my understanding. <laughs> um, so, you know, sounds like a lot of what they're struggling with is the agency model that a lot of dealers in the U.S. You know, would push back against. But yeah. was there anything they can do about it? I mean, we no, set these laws into motion oh, yeah. 100 years ago. No, and that's a, that's a challenge for them. And it's it's a political deal. They've got, to, you know, the the uh, the nation or the state has to support them like they, they support us here in the United States. We're very blessed to have the franchise laws that, that protect not only us, but our customers and, frankly, even the OEMs. So, you know, the law, it's even though it's complicated, it does do a lot to protect all of us, and, and they don't have that. Now, the other, the other thing is, you know, when you look at the, the realization that once they implement those, the sales fall, it ought to say something to the OEMs of how important those dealers <laughs> are, right? Yeah. And the relationships, the Brazilian, Australian, the Indian, they came over here to see me because of relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's, they're very relationship-driven people and passionate and fun. So to think that, you know, they came all the way out to see me because of the relationship we built just by me visiting them is, is pretty special, but they're special people and, and they really have a place in my heart. Yeah, well, I mean, people who are that passionate, you don't want to cut out of yeah. the sales yeah. process. Yeah. Charlie Gilchrist with uh, lessons yeah. on American auto retail <laughs> oh, yeah. and American law and politics yeah, that's too, right. for uh, our friends overseas. Yeah, that's right. Thank you so much for joining me today. On, Thank you. Uh, Thank you Drive. for having me. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer Jake Neer, as well as our own Hannah Lutz and Carly Schaffner for their help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on retail, manufacturing, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for a conversation with Honda's incoming sales chief, Mamadou Diallo. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.